Hi everyone! Welcome to Not Your Bubby's Tourist School with Making Munches. Um, today we're gonna talk about just reflecting on a year of being like a publicly anti-Zionist organization. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, in May of last year, Jesse and I published a blog article with a friend of ours, um, basically just making clear our stance on Palestine and being very explicitly anti-Zionist. And so we wanted to do some reflecting because it's been quite a year since we released that article. Yeah, I think what's really important to understand about when we chose to speak out was it was the 2021 assault on Gaza. It was a time in which more senseless violence was occurring in Gaza and the Israeli military were attacking and we felt it was no longer enough to be an anti-racist uh, Jewish American organization and be silent on a very obvious human rights abuse in Palestine. Yeah, so, I think that is important grounding, thank you for that. Yeah. We wanted to start with just like what our thought process behind the article was and what we were trying to accomplish and what our intentions were. Um, well, why don't we start with why we didn't address anti-Zionism to begin with? Oh, yes. So like Jesse said, like when we started making mentions, it was through the lens of anti-racism and our goal was to bring anti-racist work to white Jewish communities like the one that we grew up in um as two people to also white jewish people who you know have done a lot of learning and processing on our own racism and educating on anti-racism and anti-oppressive topics um and so that was where making matches began and so we made the very conscious decision off the bat that we were not going to talk about our views regarding Palestine um like I feel like that's one of the first conversations we had because we were like yeah. we're both anti-Zionist yeah we were yeah we knew but we also knew that we would lose access to Jewish spaces if we were leading with our anti-Zionism right. and it was uh immediately after the George Floyd murder that we formed and we were forming under the kind of crisis of American racism and we felt that it was more pressing to address these life or death matters in the United States where we were citizens and we've always lived and we could speak directly to our experience as white Americans and white Jewish Americans and not speak on behalf of anyone else in a country we had not been living in. Yeah. However... That's yeah. changed. <laughs> I think for us, we were very much like, we knew. We were very cognizant of the fact that, like, if we were explicitly, like, we are anti-Zionist and we are very pro-Palestinian and that is what our values are, we knew that we would not be able, we would not be granted access to the communities that we had grown up being a part of or communities similar to it, just based on our knowledge of those communities, like uh, our people in our family, um, and the general, I feel like Jewish American sentiment towards Israel. Um, and so we, it was very conscious so that we were able to still do this 
anti-racist, anti-oppressive, like action-based work that we knew our communities needed. And we were sort of like, we never said anything and it never really came up. And we talked about it coming up. We had a lot of conversations about what we would say if it came yeah. up. And we were always like, we're gonna say that that is an international issue and our focus is at a local and national level. And so we are not gonna have conversations about Palestine. And that was sort of like our framework for yeah. the first year or so, totally. eight months. Yeah, eight months. Um, do we want to talk about... Oh, yeah. Another reason we didn't speak out about our position on Zionism is because initially Making Mentions was founded following the principles laid out in the Not Free to Desist letter, which we have referenced multiple times throughout our website, on blogs. Um, and the founders of Not Free to Desist had not made any comment about Zionism or um, any sort of politics around Israel. So we did not want to misrepresent the mission of Not Free to Desist, which is a, a movement and a group we really support still. And we wanted to clarify that, you know, these were our personal beliefs, but we didn't know how when we were following the kind of prescription of Not Free to Desist right. outline. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, as Jesse mentioned, obviously, like, what changed in May of 2021 was the violence that was taking place in Palestine. Um, and we had been talking about it, I feel like, for kind of a bit at that point, just sort of being, like, talking, like, grappling just with, like, what does it mean for us to have a place in Jewish American organizing, Jewish American education, and not be talking about this. Um, and we definitely were weighing the pros and cons of that and being like, we're probably going to lose access to these communities and we're probably like not going to be able to do the work that we've been doing. But I think we got to the point where we were just sort of like, it's more important to us that we are standing by our values. Yes, another point I forgot to bring up when we were talking about this, but I'm going to bring it up now, is we also were very motivated by the U.S. arms deal, basically, mm. to Israel at the time that we referenced in our article, because it was a, it is a pan pandemic, people are dying, it was a horrific time in America for people suffering from COVID, as well as a million other economic issues because of COVID, and we were, as a nation, giving millions of dollars of aid to Israel to you know fund and support the activities going on in Gaza at the time so as Americans we also felt that this direct linkage mm -hmm. was ex especially important to speak out on because it wasn't just a, a Jewish community issue it was a political issue about you know where does our money go in America and what are we funding and how are we deciding that yeah and we had also had a really like illuminating conversation with a synagogue in Canada um that was just like they were really incredible and they had us on just to like talk about our organization and the work that we did and do a Q&A with us and there were a few people who were like where do you stand on this and we felt comfortable enough to be open in that space um but I think that's when we were really like okay like we need to know what we're gonna say when people ask and we're not yeah. gonna like lie yeah um so i definitely think also because that was before we published right an article before, yeah um and i yeah i think that that was also a catalyst 
Um, if you have not read the article and are interested in reading it, you can read it on our website under our blog section. Um, we only have like three things on there and the article is the first one. Um, so if you want to know what we said, you can go ahead and read it. Um, what... Yeah, for you, Jesse, like, what did you feel like you personally were, like, thinking as we were doing it? Um, I was personally terrified because of all the, the reputation we had built up and how many people we knew would be upset. I also think I felt really confident and supported by you and, like, having you as, like, a co-conspirator in this in being, like, we're both risking everything together and it felt really important. Like I felt really um, kind of proud that we were able to articulate ourselves and put our stance out there. Not fearlessly, obviously, but like, <laughs> you know, doing it anyway, despite the fear. Yeah. What yeah. I like, I do want to highlight, I think the risk was different for us because like Jesse, for those who don't know, like is a Jewish educator and like that is the work that she gets paid to do. And so you know, for me, as someone who does a lot of work in, like, radical spaces, like, an anti-Zionist lens is, like, much more accepted, I think, and feel, and, like, I was less worried about the impacts it would have on my, like, actual financial stability, um, and so, like, I just want to caveat that with, like, I think the risk, obviously, we knew what the risks were, but, like, Jesse was facing, like, real-time risks that like did come to fruition the worst things happened <laughs> literally i was like that's not gonna happen like yeah. that would be like so wild if that happened and it did it which did. i guess uh can segue us into like what has our experience been since we released that letter well, I would say, I would like to point out that at first, nobody cared. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> literally, nobody no was, cared. everyone was like, no, okay, who are you? But um, on Instagram, I remember posting our initial statement, and we got tons of support, more than we were thinking. We got more yeah, likes yeah. on a, that than anything else we've ever posted. <laughs> did well in the algorithm. <laughs> um, but initially, we did not think it was going to be a big thing. Since it has become a big thing, um, I would say that I have gotten every reaction about that article from you said nothing you clarified nothing about your beliefs what? to you've betrayed the jewish people mm, to classic. you don't know what you're saying you're not mm -hmm. smart enough to make that statement right, you have no idea the words you're using what is wrong with you um but overall i have gotten so much support i think since that since we put that out and since it has become newsworthy and i don't want it to be overshadowed by all the like negative bigoted and hurtful <laughs> things that have been said because there is strength in the anti-zionist community and in the anti-zionist jewish community and it's so many people messaged me privately saying i wish i could say it formally i wish i could sign your letter i wish i could agree with you mm -hmm. but i'm scared of the risks of my life and my job and that's real and so those messages of support like so valuable so important and I see everybody who is struggling with saying it out loud. Like, I am so glad to know that you're out there and you're supporting it. So, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what do you think our lives have been like. Since I mean, I think we can do a broad overview just so people know what we're talking about, which is just that, like... Yes. I was fired <laughs> from a job as a Jewish educator. Um, 
almost a year ago in two weeks it'll be a year ago um because of this blog post uh you can read about my experience in the new york times and jewish <laughs> currents and a million other organizational the and pub too right? the forward yeah a lot of um publications have I think JTA mm -hmm. has all of them are linked on our website. Yes, under like I don't know, like news or media attention or something. But you can yeah. find all the articles linked there if you're interested. Um, and I, I was brought in specifically for a discussion about this, and I had been uh, asked many questions about why I would post such a blog post, and did I know the intention, and what were my, to clarify my beliefs, basically. Um, and was told that I should not work at a place that would fire me for these beliefs. And then I was fired. So it has, it, since then I took a lot of time to recover. I have not recovered financially. I've recovered emotionally in a lot of ways, but I was not able to get a full-time job. I just finished a year of doing multiple part-time jobs for three months, four months. I had four part-time jobs. It has been an insane year because I filed a lawsuit against the, um, temple that fired me and that lawsuit has brought even more attention to us and to this article so I'm very grateful for the people who have been supportive of my lawsuit and the fact that um, people who work in Jewish spaces are allowed to have a self outside of the space they work for and to still be a part of the Jewish community, which is what we're still trying to do, to be a part of the Jewish community um, yeah. as we are with our, our political positions. Yes. Um, so, I mean, with that being said, if you ever want to donate to Making Mentions or Jesse, uh, the financial impact is surely real and we wouldn't turn it down. Um, but we also love doing this work out of the joy and yes. love for Judaism in our hearts. Absolutely. Um, I feel like I feel like it went in many ways as I expected it to and in many ways like <laughs> as I did not expect at all I definitely didn't expect like a lawsuit yeah um and again like I'm distanced from so much of that because I did not lose my job and I did not have to file a lawsuit um but <sighs> I think for me it's been really wonderful to cultivate like a larger anti-zionist Jewish radical community and I feel like I've met so many more people and been able to connect with so many more Jewish people who are anti-Zionist and really be like this is not on the fringes of Judaism yeah, like there are masses of Jewish people who are anti-Zionist and it is important that we are welcome in Jewish spaces and if we're not that we can make our own like the amount of times that I feel like I've heard like you're a self-hating Jew or you're mm. anti-Semitic because I'm anti-Zionist mm -hmm. is like it's I don't know it just feels so insane especially because I feel like Jewish Americans talk so much about the importance of carrying on Judaism but then want to shun Jewish people who are embracing their Judaism because they're anti-Zionist yeah because like a single something that is so clearly supported by Jewish values and ethics like doesn't align with their vision of Judaism um and yeah that is incredibly disappointing um also like i was expecting us to not really get any more 
workshop opportunities with our yeah. hometown temple or community in general and we didn't uh we that completely fell off the map um and we did do follow-up like we did try yes um, we but, still are. Yeah, we still try. <laughs> we are actually. still reaching out to people. We have not given up, uh, but folks are not super interested in engaging with us. Um, and I would imagine that's because of anti-Zionism, because they were very interested in engaging with us before that. Um, also, just highlighting, like, we had such incredible and cool experiences, too. Like, we did get some emails that were horrifying and incredibly... Um, yeah, just like messed up. But we also like got to meet with an older Jewish man who has been anti-Zionist for most of his life um, and gave us like all of these like out of publication books on anti-Zionism and like Jewish anti-Zionism and like just learning that this isn't new and we're not like new to this work and we're not building something from the ground up at all. But like there have been Jewish people for ever since the inception of the apartheid state um that have like been anti-zionist um is really powerful like we're yes. part of a much larger community than i think i came into this realizing agreed 100 percent. i was just gonna say anybody who tells us that you know uh certain jewish organizations that are national um have one perspective on Zionism should really do a little bit of, of research. I have done a lot of research in preparation for everything that has come since then. And I've found out so much, for example, that Jewish federations and Jewish organizations that are huge did not all agree about Zionism. It's only very recent that there has been a unified policy yeah. on Zionism. And even still, we know many Jewish institutions do not have a one unified position. So I would encourage anybody who believes that to just really investigate further because we have always existed as Jewish anti-Zionists and we still will and we'll still talk. And, you know, we're, we're grateful to be in community with everyone who is here with us. Um, and we send you strength and courage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not like we're not willing to engage. We obviously continue to engage with people who are um, Zionist because, like, that is not our only politic and value, but it is really important to us. Um, I was thinking of something else to highlight, and my mind just went so completely blank. Oh, I guess just, like, do, like, research for yourself and do, like, reading and education for yourself. Like, don't just, don't rely on what you were taught forever. Don't rely on what was passed down to you because, like, a lot of that is, like, not rooted in fact. And, like, that is difficult, I think, to hear sometimes. But, like, yeah, and, like, go out of your regular, like, Jewish media publications. Go, like, read some radical Jewish publications and, like, yeah, I don't know. Learn the history. Learn the actual, like, reality for yourself. Um, I feel like, quite frankly, like, so many Zionist Jews, like, are just regurgitating the same things over and over again. But, like, exact same I feel like I've done more reading on the history in that region and, like, current events than many of the Zionist Jews that I talk to. So, like, I don't know. Like, keep educating yourself. Don't just listen to what the people around you are saying. 
Yeah, and that's a great segue to explain that we will be doing some of that research for you and we will be oh, helping <laughs> to break down some of these concepts that are considered too complex or you know for grown-ups or whatever excuses they gave you growing up because we have engaged with this work and we are connecting our Jewish values to the history and we are changing the narrative around anti-Zionism and we invite you to share that journey with us this summer yes. as we share our readings we share um, some hopefully amazing interviews with some really great people who have different perspectives than us but can agree on anti-Zionism and we are just really excited to share kind of the community I guess we're sharing community that we've built with the yeah. community that we are engaging with so yeah. so stay really tuned excited. yeah our first section is going to be July and we're going to be talking about how Jewish ethics and values support and uphold and uplift anti-Zionism so don't miss it I think we start in two weeks yes Next July week. is this Friday. Yes. Next July week. Is tomorrow. Next week. July is tomorrow. We start next week. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thanks, everyone. Um, yeah, I don't know. Email us if you have questions or comments. Unless they are hurtful, then keep it to yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we've already heard it. If it's hurtful, we got it. We're good. Thank We're good. You. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.